0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flickr Effect, episode 349. We are recording this on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. I'm David Lott. Joining me, as always, is Bobby Jackson.
1: Hey, everybody. What's up? And Yasha Wilson.
2: Hey, 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 everyone.
0: (laughs) That is our, that's a good representation of our kind of (laughs) general energy level right now. (laughs) Uh, First, uh, I guess a little housekeeping uh, for those, I I would say watching, but listening on YouTube and you're wondering why there's no video. Um, Unfortunately, long story short, we weren't able to do any video this week. Um, So yeah, this is still on YouTube, but just audio. And of course, uh, the show, the audio version of the podcast is available where it always is. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. So, yeah, no video this week. We should be back with video in the next episode. But for those of us, for those of you who enjoy seeing us on YouTube, uh, that, that'll be back eventually.
2: <laughs> well, I, I miss seeing you guys during the podcast and the recording. Like, I, I'm sat here in kind of the blank void with just my face here and no Bobby and no David. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can see you, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even think I have my camera hooked up right now. So, so Yeah, I, I have to say
0: though, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed doing the the live stream and the the YouTube show, but like because I'm not able to do video this week, I've got the room like crazy dark. It's just a couple little lights in here. I'm like, I miss this atmosphere while doing shows. <laughs> like this is so nice <laughs> and chill. <laughs>
2: It's almost like you should have like a cigarette going, a scotch right. in one hand. Yes. And you just to be like, my name is David Lott. Good luck and good night. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, we had to take uh, a week off last weekend. We're back this weekend. Uh, what? Well, weekend before Thanksgiving. So holidays are upon us. I would say Black Friday shopping is a is upon us, but it's actually already here. It seems like everyone's already kind of has black Friday sales. If that's your thing. And, um, yeah. And I would normally be like, Hey, look at all the holiday movies that are coming up. But That's, that's whatever. I think it's, uh, it's (laughs) kind of a general shit show in terms of what's getting released. And I mean, I guess that, I guess that brings me to my first uh, thought of uh, wonder woman 1984 and what's going on with
1: that, Bobby, you'd probably be the best to fill us in. What's going on with that? So, yeah, I mean, there'd been a game of chicken being played. It seemed like it for a while where uh, wonder woman 84 had announced after a couple of different moves that they were solidly coming out on December 25th and A lot of other movies that were planning on coming out in December started heading for the hills and and going into 2021 or uh, starting to go to streaming and Wonder Woman seemed like it was still holding out. So it was kind of like, well, we're getting closer to it. And if they're sticking, then I, I guess they're going to make some sort of announcement that, you know, we are still going to come out on December 25th because we're getting really close into the month of, um, getting to December, so it, it became like, okay, people were starting to question what's going on. And sure enough, we, we get the announcement that HBO Max, that they are going to be showing Wonder Woman 84 on their service, in addition to it being played in theaters that are available to have it shown. Uh, one of the interesting things, and I still don't really know uh, the real logic behind it i imagine there is some i just don't really get the the finer details of it but the the hbo max run while it will be shown uh day and date of the theater release on the on december 25th it will only be on the service for a month and then after that it will leave and then um you know i guess after a few months or whatever the the time would be it'll be available like it would have normally been in the first place where you can purchase it on uh, vod or you know buy your blu-ray copy or whatever and i don't know if it comes back to the hbo max service at that time but um yeah it's initially just going to be able to be shown for at least that first month on hbo max if you can't get to a theater or don't feel comfortable going to a theater to check it out i didn't know that i didn't realize it's only going to be on there a month
2: yeah, I didn't know it was temporary either.
0: Yeah, I guess given the the current state of COVID in the in this country, I guess basically around the world right now, there seems to be kind of a, a resurgence, rising numbers again. Uh, it seems like none of this should come as a shock that they finally decided to go. Okay, we're just going to stick with the date, but also put it on a streaming service. I get why they're also still having that option of it being in theaters. For those of us, I say us, since I live in Florida, I'm sure we will probably continue in this state (laughs) to to have the option to see movies in movie theaters. But um, yeah, there's that option, you know, for those people who can get to a movie theater and see it. but. You know, you you brought up one thing, Bobby, when we were talking about it this week that I hadn't even crossed my mind, which is the first thing that makes me go, oh, now I'm annoyed, (laughs) which is the fact that (laughs) still to this day, HBO Max, for as big as HBO Max is getting, and I feel like they're they're putting a lot of good content out there and they seem like they finally kind of have their footing, but yet they don't have 4K as an option, which in this day and age... It's kind of unbelievable that they don't mm-hmm. um and then yeah you would you would at least think considering okay we're gonna release Wonder Woman 1984 on this service that maybe along with that they would they would go okay we we are fast tracking getting 4k on our service just for this movie I mean we haven't heard that yet maybe that could still happen I guess but you, you're going to watch it at home. If you're going to watch it at home, you're going to watch it in good old 1080p, which which blows my mind. That bums me out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, You know, I, Bobby said something the last time that we talked and um, we did a show where he was just like, um, if, or maybe it was a text. I'm not sure. But he was talking about how he thinks that um, HBO Max is probably the second most used streaming service that he has. And like when I really thought about it, I guess I was like, yeah, I guess I actually watch a lot of stuff off of HBO Max. Also, like, that's probably right there, right, right up there. Like, Hulu is probably my number one because I have Hulu Live, so I can flip around and, and watch, you know, some live television. But, you know, maybe even getting away from Netflix, it might even be tied with Netflix um, when it comes to HBO Max just because they have so much good content. And hearing that they don't have, they're not going to have it on, you know, 4K, And it's still not available for Roku, which is huge (laughs) for me as well. Like, you just have the regular HBO on there, which is fine, but it's not HBO Max. Like, I find that mind-blowingly frustrating and annoying that they don't have, one, a deal or an app or something ready when they had it rolled out. And then, like you, David, like, you know, you're going to release this movie and we're not going to really get a chance to enjoy it. For what it's worth it's just a really interesting strategy i don't know what they pose to gain with that if they're only going to have it for 30 days on hbo max and then take it away and then expect to release it in the theaters again i, I don't know that many people aside from my small group of friends like it was particularly the, the four that i talked to here that are would be like okay well i've seen it on hbo now i want to go see what it, how it was supposed to be seen in the movie there right
1: So you know, it's, say, it's but- bad too. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's bad too, because, you know, uh, I mean, without getting too deep into the weeds for people who r- maybe don't really understand or, or know the differences between some of the different um, buzzwords or whatever for technology, but not only does it not have the 4k, it doesn't even have HDR and and you know, mm. that high dynamic range, which is Sometimes for what people who maybe at least understand it on a visual level, it gives a, a certain sort of pop between the colors and, mm-hmm. so, you know, the, that range between the blacks and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the high level white areas and really what you can do with the colors in that. Uh, it seems like it would be so fitting for something like Wonder Woman and not even to have that. It just seems like it, they're just like, you know, for all the other things that they're achieving with it, it there's just a couple of spots that they are missing like yasha mentioned not having it on roku and just last week they were able to make a deal with uh amazon and get it on fire sticks and uh you know i've heard that the the roku deal is very close to being done I su- i'm sure i'm sure they probably trying to get it done before wonder woman uh, premieres but um yeah just to not have those things this far into the run of the service uh, it hasn't been a full year yet, but it's still been a little while and you would think that that would have been mm-hmm. the next thing after rolling it out is to just sew up those other loose ends and, and, and get it going because the content has been pretty good. And so for them to not have the other technical aspects down is a little, uh, you know, head scratcher. And so I'm just curious as to, at this point, why not say, Hey, like you said, David, maybe, um, do all you can to accelerate the 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 rollout of 4k because if your competition is having it where you got your netflix and your disney plus having those um those qualities and and prime um why would you still not have this at this point in time
0: Yeah, yeah i remember around the time hbo max dropped and now i'm just gonna say a bunch of names of things I don't know the names of. Like, for instance, it was like the the head of HBO's, uh, like, streaming kind of division or whatever, I forget his name, and he did a long interview with a podcast that I can't remember the name of. (laughs) And I just heard about it via, like, a blog and went out of my way to listen to the whole thing. And I want to say in that interview, something came up about, like, why 4K wasn't there, and he just kind of bounced around it in the kind of PR way that he he could, but... I just, for a service, just HBO in general, just HBO the channel for a, a service that has such good content out there, such quality content to like then come out with this kind of premium streaming service that you have to pay for. And and they're having all this different content on and to not have 4K, again, in, in this day and age, in the era where we've just, got two new consoles dropped that are now 4k ready and really 4k is extremely mainstream now yeah not everybody has a 4k tv but it's it's kind of to that critical mass level that it's it's become pretty common to to put out a streaming service right now that doesn't have 4k i don't know yeah it's a head scratcher i don't get it
2: I remember that conversation, David, because we talked about the Roku thing as well. Like it right. was only available on Apple TV and Fire Stick and Roku almost doubles what those the bands are when it comes to streaming services. I think it was like the numbers were astounding. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, the, what really bothered me and what really, you know, floored me with that is like, okay, even like fine 4k, if you're not going to do that, like I get that, but it's like at least make your product available to everyone. Like, you know, it's like, that's that's what I don't get when most people have Roku or Firestick. Not everybody has Apple TV, but at least, you know, across the board, the most popular services are Firestick, Amazon's Firestick and Roku. And the fact that they just didn't have it. And they're like, in like the interview, I remember he danced around the questions like, oh yeah, you know, well, that's definitely something we were taking a look at and really want to be a part of. And it's like. So you weren't before like, what the fuck, man? Like, how do you not have that as a top priority when it comes to your service? You're doing yourself a disservice and basically making more money. I I didn't understand it at all.
0: I mean, yeah, I know it comes down to a, or at least they would, you know, say that it comes down to a negotiation issue, I guess, between them and Roku. And I guess that's what the agreement they finally just came to with Amazon, which is why it Mm -hmm. just recently came to fire TV, but. I don't know. You, yeah, you would think that whatever conversations they're having with Roku would have been figured out by now. But uh, hopefully they all. I guess all we can say is hopefully they have it figured out soon. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four coming to HBO Max and theaters. I guess my my first thought is, what am I going to do? Am I going to see it in a the movie theater or HBO Max? I mean, I mean. I guess based on my one experience going to a movie theater so far, uh, during the pandemic and that was *Tenet*. I mean, if, if I can see wonder woman 84 with that same experience, yeah, I'm going to go to a movie theater. I mean, that was fantastic. There was like two other people in the movie theater <laughs> and I wasn't mm-hmm. near anybody and I felt perfectly safe. And yeah, if I have that opportunity to see it in the theater, I will, especially given that I can't watch it in a 4k at home. So Course, we'll see what happens by the end of December and how bad COVID is, and if I'll have that opportunity or not. We'll see.
1: Yeah, that's what I find interesting about the whole thing is the way that, uh, you know, a lot of people have talked about when movie theaters return, will people go, or if people feel comfortable going to the theaters. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they don't want to go. And it's, it's honestly the best time to go is because there's hardly anyone in those theaters and you almost have the whole thing to yourself. And there's like, uh, in fact, I went to the theaters the the last day before they were closed down again here recently last week. And, um, I think there was aside from myself, maybe four people in the theater and we were watching, um, uh, Let Him Go, this new movie that came out with Diane Lane and uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, that one. And
2: okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there was hardly anyone in the theater. I mean, and granted, of course, that type of movie probably isn't going to draw a huge crowd anyway. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, it was just easy enough to see that you would feel comfortable, you know, being in there because you're spread far enough apart that there's just no. Uh, feeling of feeling like you're almost in there with anyone else you just feel like you're kind of there with the theater to yourself.
0: Yeah, I I just wonder if it's if it's just like this certain uh what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like with with the movie theaters being so dead and people not wanting to go, not feeling comfortable versus some of the things people are seemingly doing during the pandemic that they seem comfortable <laughs> right. with. Um Yeah, I guess it just I wonder if it's a matter of not people just not understanding that not many people are going and then it'll reach this point of then everyone getting it. And then suddenly theaters will start selling out (laughs) again, Mm. kind of similar to my Mm -hmm. experience here in Orlando with the theme parks, because when I finally went to a theme park again to Epcot back in, I think it was like September 1st. Uh, that was definitely a point where people were, the parks were open, but here in Florida anyway. Um, but people still were definitely not, I guess, not comfortable yet going. Cause that day we went, I've talked about it on here before. It was a ghost town. Like it was amazing. <laughs> it was my best experience in a movie, in a theme park, sorry, in a theme park probably ever just because it was so incredibly dead. It's like we had the park to ourselves almost. And I've been now actually a couple times since then, and that, that I'm glad I had that experience, but now it's over. Now the parks are definitely picking back up. I mean, they, they still have restrictions on the amount of people they're letting in and such, but it, yeah, they're, they're definitely busier. So I wonder if maybe theaters will get to that point, at least for, the theaters that are open where people will start to either through word or mouth or something will finally realize, Hey, it sounds like I could just go to a movie theater and then more and more people will think that and then boom, right. suddenly everyone's going to a movie theater. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: No, you're right, but we're not there yet. So yeah, if you couldn't see something, it'd be perfect time to try and go do it. That's why I, I'm very curious, regardless of whether or not, uh, theaters are open back up here again in Southern California, uh, where they, wherever they are open, um, how well Wonder Woman will do uh, on that opening weekend for the theaters. Um, it, it just will be an interesting uh, case study just to see, like, if you can comfortably get it at home, will you? Or are you feeling, like you said, David, there's people that feel comfortable enough doing a lot of different things that you would think you wouldn't want to do uh, based on the current climate. Yeah. And that you would want to stay at home for. So is the theater something that you feel like you would want to go do that you, with the with a, the with a movie like Wonder Woman? I can see it maybe not being the case with something like Tenet or some of the other th- movies that have been in the theater. But a movie like Wonder Woman, will that be enough for you if you're already comfortable enough doing other things under uh, current guidelines and stuff? Will that be something that you'll say, okay, I'll go see it. I don't have HBO Max. I don't plan on getting it, but I'll go see this in the theater kind of thing. So um, I'm very curious to see what people will do or be willing to do under those circumstances once it comes out.
0: Yeah, because I guess this would probably be the first movie since the pandemic that I think has an extremely wide audience it's reaching out to. Like, I mean, yeah, you could argue Tenet is a huge movie, of course, but... I don't know. It's not a, it's not a superhero movie. No, that's movie. a really good but, point. Like,
2: <laughs> I would say the same thing. Friendly.
0: What was that? I would say the yet? same
2: thing. I mean, I would, no, I just actually was listening to you guys and I just like, I would say the same thing. I think, I think Wonder Woman is, I mean, we're getting, we're getting our summer blockbuster movie in the winter mm-hmm. and that's really what it's supposed to be for the, I mean, for the holidays. Cause this movie was supposed to be released what I believe last May, I think. And, you know, like it's hard you know, I can't remember the original release yeah, the date June um, release
1: of this year.
2: Um, but either way, I mean, it just you know, it's that's when we're getting this movie. Is just it's getting we're getting it right in the midst of the winter when we were supposed to get it. You know, for our summer blockbuster, and it's a shame. And we're talking about this and texting about this as well. Um, but I mean, we're all I think on the same viewpoint is that it's a shame that this is when it's being released because it's not going to even come close to what it should make. If it, if it was, if none of this was going on, like I, I, I really stand by that. I believe that even if it makes a hundred million, I think they will be stoked for it, but considering what the first one did and the surprise that they had of success with that. And if Patty um, Patty Jenkins and everybody delivers, which I think they are going to for the second, i mean the special effects and the fight scenes already look that amazing so it's like i mean we're just going to get more of that which is hopeful but i mean it's just a shame that we're not going to get the release that it does it's going to get the release and the results that it deserves
0: yeah definitely
2: i will say one thing well sort of last
1: thing about it is that I, i do appreciate the fact that uh they are going to show it on hbo max for people who don't feel comfortable going into theaters to see it and that it's not in, any additional cost right if you have hbo max you can just watch it so i do yeah. appreciate that instead of them uh, and I adding i that it, too 20 bucks you know to watch it so yeah
2: yeah no i'm with you bobby like i think that's great that they're doing that not a whole like watching on hbo max plus where you pay an extra thirty dollars to watch this one movie, like, yeah, no, like I mean, just the fact that we get to watch it, and I mean, and just to throw the numbers out there, it's like I mean, the budget last time was one hundred and forty-nine million dollars, and they crushed it domestically with that, with a four hundred twelve million dollar run, and internationally four hundred eight million dollars for a combined four hundred twenty-eight hundred twenty-one million dollars worldwide, which is huge, huge for yeah. huh. for that movie. So that's awesome, awesome to see.
0: So since you mentioned it, Bobby, how was the movie that you were talking about? Was it let him go?
1: Yeah. Let him go. And brief story is that, uh, Kevin Costner is, this he's, he plays a sheriff. Well, he used to be a sheriff and him and his wife who's played by Diane Lane are raising their grandkid, uh, when, uh, some tragedy happens and the grandkid ends up going with, uh, the in-laws and the in-laws aren't the the nicest of people let's say and they feel as though that uh, they want to remove that kid that their grandchild from that situation and um it's not as easy as that i'll say that and it plays out really well it's 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 more of a um, slower paced film in a way that it feels like a throwback to where movies took their time and and this isn't in any specific rush to get to the destination. And a lot of it has to deal with the relationship between Diane Lane and, uh, Kevin Costner's characters. And, uh, you know, they're fantastic in the movie as well. And just the story as it unfolds and and how do they go about trying to remove this kid? There's a lot of tension that gets built up and, and comes to a head towards the end of the film. And yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, it, it just felt like a, a type of movie you don't see that much these days. But um, it it just, for me, was great actors in it and just telling a a story that was intriguing and and, and moving at times. And, um, yeah, I just really thought it was really well done. And I was glad to be able to see it before uh, this theater shut down because I had seen the trailers for it and wanted to see it. So I was glad I got a chance to see it.
0: Well, you got to just answer my question I was going to ask you, which is what, what drew you to see it? Was it just the trailers or was it a oh, buzz that you were hearing maybe that it was had good reviews or a combination? Yeah. Of both? Heard no
1: buzz. No, heard no buzz Heard no, um, reviews. And maybe I don't know if that was because, uh, reviewers hadn't had a chance to get to it or, or whatever the case may be. Maybe there was no early, uh, screenings for it, but, um, yeah, I just saw the trailer for it and it looked interesting and um you know, it, I just think it's funny and, and interesting and well as well just the fact that you have Ma and Pa Kent in it. Right. Uh, that 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 was just enough for me to be like, Okay, well, they're they're coupled up again since uh, Man of Steel and mm-hmm. uh I like the two of them as Ma and Pa Kent, So uh and the you know, the the trailer again looked interesting enough that I was like yeah let me let me go check this out this looks like it will be something kind of cool and it definitely was
0: yeah i asked that question because i will say i had a different reaction from that trailer i mean i haven't seen this movie but mm-hmm. i remember seeing the trailer and thinking this this does not look enjoyable to me like mm-hmm. like it looks like one of those movies that could be extremely good and these actors are solid actors and it could be well acted and and a and a well told story, but I remember just seeing the trailer thinking, this is stressing me out. Just the trailer is stressing me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> as a parent, like mm-hmm. I feel like I there what enjoyment am I gonna get out of seeing this movie? <laughs> like it just looks like obviously it seems like, Hey, I, I would like to think it ends in a good way. <laughs> so there's a, a <laughs> you know, a purpose to the ride, but I don't know. I just remember seeing that trailer going, Oh, I don't know if I could watch this. And that's what that, anyway, that's why I ask. but it's, that's nice to hear. That's a good movie. Maybe I'll check it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, I mean, I, again you know, I get why you feel, would feel that way. And, and, and there's certainly that element to it as you're watching it, but, I I do think those other elements that you mentioned in terms of the acting and the story, uh, outweigh some of that feeling of, you know, you know, that this is not necessarily the the type of happy go lucky movie that you might be looking for, (laughs) you know, at this point in time, but yeah, I definitely uh, appreciated it for what it was going for and what it accomplished in that respect.
0: Yeah. I was trying to think, you know, we couldn't do a show last week. And I was trying to think. Like I feel like I watched a movie <laughs> recently that mm-hmm. I I hadn't talked about on here. And maybe I didn't. Maybe it's just because I've been watching The Crown, which I I, I can get to, but I'm not mm-hmm. done with it yet. I've, I'm about halfway through that season. Been watching The Mandalorian, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the. Though... Where are you at? Actually, Oh, oh Man- Where am I
1: with what? Well, when you said the Mandalorian and that you you've been watching that, and I think I remember. Well, I wasn't on the show, but I did listen back to it. That um, Yasha had mentioned that he hadn't been uh, all the way caught up with it yet, and I was curious <laughs> if he's caught up at this point
2: or if he's still behind. I'm one episode behind. I, I have. Um, I, I haven't watched this week this week's episode yet. Oh, okay.
1: Okay.
0: Do you find, I don't know how active you are on social media, Yasha, but do you find that that's difficult when you don't see it? Like, do you end up seeing things on social media and such or?
2: You know what? No, um, because if I, if I do see or like any tidbit, like, I mean, I started to see some things um after the last episode with, uh, I think the frog person or whatever, like I started mm-hmm. to see a few things, but I, I kind of actively just avoid it and I don't read into anything when it comes to that, like. I'm just like oh i don't want to read the caption i don't want to see i don't want to flip the pictures or anything like that I, I i kind of actively try to be like okay i'm not going to pay attention to that
1: gotcha i think that's good that you're able to do that and hopefully if you do end up still being kind of you know part for the course maybe a week behind per episode that you will continue to do that specifically for uh this upcoming week of the the mandalorian because I have a feeling that uh, you almost won't be able to escape it if you normally are able to escape it. So, uh, either you might want to try and check that one out in in real time or make sure you uh, really have some good lockdown on uh, being spoiled from it because uh, it's possible that it might be a big one. So,
2: yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I'm probably going to, in all honesty, I'll probably watch it right after our episode tonight. Okay. And then, yeah,
0: I mean, the nice thing about this next episode, because normally I would be at work on a Friday and I work early enough that it's like, I don't, I don't usually get to watch the episodes until that night.
1: And Hmm. I, well, there's another reason for that too, though. Right. Wait, what do you mean? (laughs) I did hesitate. I'm
0: like, wait, what are we talking about? (laughs)
1: Well, you don't just watch them alone.
0: Though. Oh, no. Like uh, Michelle and I <laughs> end up watching them together. And
1: yeah. So otherwise you would probably maybe just sneak it in before work. and Maybe m- maybe yeah, I would. Yeah. You, know, I agree. you woke up a few yeah. minutes earlier. <laughs> well, that's
0: because that's what I did with the very, very, very first episode of The Mandalorian. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I woke up early that day and watched it actually by myself. Because in that case, I remember I said, I was like, look. I, I have to see this <laughs> like
1: before
0: <laughs> I start seeing things online. Like I, I, right. I watched it that morning and she did the same thing when she woke up later and she watched it on her own, but ever since then we've watched them together. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't usually get to see until Friday night. And I like to, s- it, I do feel like, I don't know if it's a product of just when people get around to seeing it or if it's a product of people being considerate at least of a, like a 24-hour period. But I do feel like on Fridays, I haven't had too many issues like throughout the day on Friday, people like posting pictures of anything or like when I go through my YouTube feed of people I'm subscribed to and such, I don't see a lot of like thumbnails on YouTube videos of stills from from that episode that that was released that day. It's usually like the next day. Which, you know, arguments can be made that's still not long enough. It should be a week or something. I don't know. But at least I feel like if people tend to kind of give you at least Friday <laughs> to see it. And then on Saturday, it seems like, okay, now I'm I'm seeing more and more stuff pop up on YouTube. Pictures of this character looking like this or whatever that would maybe kind of at least hint at something you didn't know, you know. So that's nice.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't know that that will hold.
0: For this this, but yeah, so I was going to say the nice thing about at least this week being Thanksgiving week, like at least this next episode, I will watch Friday morning, probably mm, first okay. thing in the morning. This will be the one I'll get to watch when I get up. If not, because it's a holiday, I may also just stay up and watch. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, are they dropping? Right. Do they drop at 12 o'clock Eastern or 12 o'clock Pacific? I don't even know.
1: So, so the first episode I think this season when I watched it it dropped at midnight uh eastern okay so so, um see that makes it easy for you guys midnight midnight no midnight uh, pacific oh okay so So I I had to you know stay up and watch it at that point when it dropped at midnight and then I heard because I didn't do it for the the next week but I heard that that second week it dropped at like 1215 so i don't know what the other episodes at what time they dropped if they were right at midnight or a few minutes after but i had just started ended up um i because i just wanted to watch that first episode this season just because it was returning right at midnight but i think that uh, the other episodes i felt like okay i can just get up early a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. than i normally would and, and watch them before work and that's what I've been doing so far with the rest of the episodes. But this week's episode, like you said, not having to work the next day, I think I might end up staying up on that Thursday, uh, watching it then,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say something about this most recent episode that wasn't even spoilery, but Mm. still considering you haven't watched it yet, Yasha, I won't
1: even say what I was gonna say. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, I'll keep my Mm. mashup. But so you were saying, I think on the along the way, and I kind of interjected uh, about the whole um, Star Wars thing. But uh, no, maybe was, this, the, there was some movie that you watched.
0: I was tr- trying to think of the most recent movie I'd watched that I hadn't talked about yet, and I think I did talk about most of them in the last episode. But one movie I think I forgot to bring up in that last episode because I saw it even before that. Um, I finally got around to watching Bill and Ted Face the Music. Which, Hmm. I mean, I did not, you know, it's been out for a bit. I'm not going to linger on this, but I just wanted to mention I saw it and, uh, yeah, (laughs) um, it was, uh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, it was interesting. So I was trying to think back too, like, did I even watch, like, I think I, I had to have seen a trailer for it at some point. I mean,
1: yeah, I would think so. I would think Talk so. I mean, I post them but on our feeds I, and stuff. I don't I, know if
0: you watched it, but I yeah. say that because I feel like maybe I just saw like an early kind of—I te- don't know if they put like an initial like teaser out for it or something. But I—I I remember at one point, even probably after it was out, seeing like a movie poster for it somewhere online, and seeing the image of the Bill and Ted, but also the two girls and thinking, oh, so this is a situation where it's like they have daughters that are basically like taking their place kind of thing or something. I'm just, I'm totally having this, you know, thought in my head based on a movie poster. And I remember thinking, "Uh, okay, (laughs) like, I don't know if like, is that really, isn't that necessary? The whole like, you know, our children now are kind of in our place kind of situation. But the funny thing is, is that was like the best part of the movie were those, the daughters. Like I loved that part of the movie. Like their, their storyline was great and their acting was great. And just I, that I enjoyed now Bill and Ted themselves and their whole little story arc in the movie was like, I could have done without (laughs) it just (laughs) I kind of hated it actually. And That It's just funny that I went into the movie going, "Uh, I'm going to hate this whole thing with having their daughters and blah, 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 being musicians too. But that part was awesome. But the rest of it was meh. So anyway, that's my quick
1: Bill and Ted Face the Music Review.
0: (laughs) You haven't seen it, Bobby?
1: I have not, no. I I think I was just pretty much resigned to waiting for it to come out on one of the streaming surf- yeah. uh, streaming services proper instead of uh, paying for it on any extra amount.
0: But yeah, I have been watching The Crown, like I mentioned. I'm like I think I'm through four episodes of that. And uh it's it's still good. I, it's that's a great show. <laughs> like for again for those who haven't watched it. I mean, especially the first two episodes of this season, I I remember just after that second episode, going, oh "My God, this this seems even better than it has been the past couple of seasons." Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's also due in part to that it's getting to that era of the royal family that you know I was alive for. <laughs> so yeah, it's all that yeah. Stuff. Yeah. the the more recent modern history of the royal family with Princess Diana and such that I you know I think is going to pique everyone's curiosity to see. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I, that's all I'll say. I'm not not much to say about it, but that's a damn good show.
1: So that's interesting just because I know that there's like, I always feel like whatever, with, with, with whatever time you do have, there's just certain shows that you make sure that you are there for. Right. And, and that. The crown has definitely been one show throughout the years of us doing this podcast that no matter what else is going on with uh, anything else you have, that's one show you make sure you're on top of that you don't, uh, you know, dilly dally around and end up being behind on. So uh, to me, that must that speaks a lot of volume for that show just because, and yeah, it does kind of fit into as getting to know you over the years and what um, tends to uh, strike you as something that you like. You do tend to like those types of shows, uh, not necessarily period pieces, but something of that kind of nature, even more so than sometimes, um, you know, a good action show or or whatever the case may be. Um, It's something of that nature that will, drive you to actually sit down and make the time for it and so uh the way that you do do that for this show says that it really is good and i've only through uh just hearing about it in general uh started watching it at one point in time it's been a while at this point but i watched maybe the first i would say 3 episodes of season 1 and i liked it i just other things, you know, being out and about, um, that I just hadn't had a chance to get back to it and, and watch it as well and, and be in on it. But yeah. Um, yeah, you've definitely have, uh, praised the show and, and rightfully so, because it does tend to get a, a lot of accolation and, um, people talking about it for sure.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, uh, maybe it's just a matter of my now my Google search history and knowing what I search for. And it like now my Google newsfeed, I feel like constantly has this stuff, for, for, you know, related to the crown in it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I do feel like there's even more just kind of chatter about the show. I think considering now the subject matter of this season, like I, like I mentioned how it's getting to this princess Diana era, I feel like it's getting even more kind of attention this season than previous even though i mean the show's mm-hmm. gotten a ton of attention it's gotten a lot of high accolades yeah, and sure. such but um i don't know like it does seem like there's just a lot more chatter about it about the historical accuracy and such and um and then one thing i was looking into cuz you know as we know that there was two seasons and then they recast for the next two seasons as all these ac- these right. characters are supposed to age and then that's going to be the case again now this is this is the second season with these actors. So now for seasons five and six, which apparently are going to be the last two seasons, we are going to have now another set of actors playing these parts. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it and I remember hearing this, but I'd forgotten that Elizabeth Debicki is that how you, how you say her last name? Yeah. Is, is going to yeah. play the role of princess Diana. Right. And I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to shoot the show in a way that is not going to like highlight her height. Like Princess Diana mm-hmm. wasn't short, but she wasn't that tall. <laughs> like,
1: right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the
0: list, that that actress is six foot three. You know, we, we were yeah, just, just talking about it for tenant, like just mm-hmm. how tall she is. And I think Dominic West, I think, is playing Charles. Um, yeah, in I those believe so. Last two seasons. Yeah, I just, I I'm, I'm wonder if they're going to, like, just kind of frame shots in such a way that make her not look as tall as she is. I don't know. I just thought I had. but
1: and That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. I I had heard that she's was cast for Princess Diana for the last two. But, yeah, yeah I hadn't thought about the height thing and how they'll handle it. Because, uh, I mean, I think a lot of times, even in Tenet, uh, you don't always notice the height. But there's certain shots where, especially when she's standing next to people proper, um, you, you'll you see it and there's no ability or way that they could even hide it or to tried to hide it. But um, yeah, I guess they would probably want to because if they're trying to go for something that at least looks to scale from the real actual height of Princess Diana, they'll have to do something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know uh, the the showrunner, and of course, I mean, I, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. <laughs> um, I think he's he's mentioned a couple times that they they haven't cast the show going out of their way for, like, lookalikes. You know, I think they've, right. they've tried to cast people that generally look the part, but it's more the actor fits the part, you know, other than just looks. So, I mean, maybe they won't care. I don't know about the hype, but... Anyway. Well,
1: like and to your point, but and I at least say that they maybe don't go after someone that specifically looks like that person, but they do enough to then kind of make them look yeah. like that person because to that. Um, uh, I know that Jillian Anderson is playing Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. She obviously looks nothing like Margaret Thatcher, Thatcher in real yeah. life, but in the show, you know, they do enough with makeup and prosthetics, I guess,
0: to, and the, to give that appearance. And the actress they cast for Princess Diana in this season is, I mean, man, she she really looks That's what I heard what she Looks like,
1: yeah, I and she's that.
0: incredible too. I mean, she's an incredible actress. I don't think I'd seen her in anything before, at least not that I can recall, but. yeah she really does look the part big time um anyway anything else that you guys have been watching i want to talk i'm
2: curious if yasha's watched anything yeah uh yeah well i started actually just a couple of fun things um the first one that i would say is like after thinking about it for a while was eater's guide to the world which is a documentary Mm -hmm. style show on hulu narrated by maya rudolph which i mean if you're a food person it's just basically showing you different restaurants in different places and the food there so it, that's, a, that's a little bit of a fun watch and i've started wayne but haven't completely finished the first episode to get into it that's a amazon prime show really dark so far kind of hard to describe what it's like so i'll have more on that as i get through that and the one that i'm really excited about is on friday hulu released their new series animaniacs Um, if Mm -hmm. anybody watched the cartoon back from the 90s i've actually watched a couple of these episodes they do not disappoint they are quite funny pinky and the brain is also back so if you liked the old school animaniacs you will definitely definitely enjoy this it's very smart it's very witty Um, The political satire is definitely there, and um, it's just, it's kind of fun to see real solid comedy and animation again, and I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, that was on my radar to watch.
1: I had a few things I was going to try and get to this weekend, but didn't get to, and that was one of them that I wanted to try and check out. How about you, Bobby? watch anything? Well, the only other thing that I did get a chance to check out uh, from my list of things was um, HBO. Disney Plus had released um, a new Star Wars event. And uh, in this case, it was the Christmas special. Um, (laughs) I don't know how familiar you guys were with the original <laughs> christmas special but uh this one this uh, the star wars, this one is a lego star wars holiday special so it's obviously not in the same vein as the um the one that george lucas hates and uh that was shown on tv that for life day uh and you meet chewbacca's mm-hmm. family and all that stuff and um this one is 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 pretty good i, I liked it a lot I, I had some good laughs with it and it's fairly short uh, i think it was maybe under maybe under an hour and a half or somewhere uh, but the story is basically it seems as though it takes place after uh the last skywalker uh or rise of the skywalker um and it's it's telling the story where ray is trying to train um, Finn in, in the ways of the Jedi and trying to get him to be a Jedi and she's having trouble and she doesn't know what she's doing wrong and uh, through uh, some sort of guidance of her trying to figure out what she's doing wrong she finds something that allows her to go and time travel into past and, and, and coming across different scenarios and scenes from old past movies that we've seen uh before and her getting sort of some sort of level of um guidance from it and causing trouble and havoc as you tend to do when time travel is involved and yeah i i thought it was cute and uh, it was pleasant and and easy enough to to watch and it, it was it was it was a nice little thing i think that they had for this it was nothing too you know um i would say spectacular in the sense that you're going to be raving about it but it feels like it was it was done with care and and in the fun that it was intended to be done for because it pokes fun at itself and at the series of movies as well and i I think that being in on the in on the joke it it lends itself well for these lego type movies and and this is no exception i think it just was a, a nice kind of Uh, entertaining thing to have and i could easily see this being something that they maybe want to continue the tradition and and do more of these each year or just even this just being a singular thing and you be something you can just watch every year near christmas but yeah i did like it and um i think that uh for a lot of people if you have disney plus and you do like the the star wars lego stuff that they've done in the past this fits within that that realm and that vein and, and i think it'd be uh good enough for the family to check out
0: yeah there was a point it might have even been today or no yesterday i think anyway there's sometime this weekend that i thought about putting it on like with watching something with the kids but i was like eh, i'm gonna wait till after thanksgiving it's a christmas thing but i i want to watch it just gotcha. haven't yet.
1: and um while I didn't get to watch anything else, there was a few things that I want to at least put on anyone that's listening their their um, their radar for stuff that I, I kind of wanted to see. Um, Yasha had already mentioned the Animaniacs. That was something I've I been wanting to see. Um, There's another one that's on Netflix that I've been hearing really good things about. That uh, maybe that will be sort of a one I'll watch a little bit after thanksgiving but um good things i've heard and it's a jingle jangle uh it's a christmas movie with a if not predominantly but maybe possibly all black cast and um i'm not as familiar with what the story is but i know forrest whitaker is in it and it seems to be getting a lot of good uh buzz behind it and and uh, people seem to be really taking to it and the music and everything else that's a part of it. So, yeah, I want to check that out. And um, there's this movie that just started playing on Hulu that uh, I heard some, again, buzz, and some good things about this movie called Run. I don't know if anybody has seen Mm -hmm. any Mm -hmm. previews for that. Yeah? Okay. So I just saw uh, the trailer for the first time uh, yesterday, I think yeah interesting interesting kind of concept there it's like this actress who is actually in a wheelchair is playing the main character that is in a wheelchair and um you know it's like sarah paulson is in it and just the tagline of it says you can't escape a mother's love so it sounds like it's like a thriller type movie and i've been hearing pretty good things about that so uh that's what I one of the one of the other things I wanted to watch. But now that you said that, Yasha, I'm curious what you thought of that trailer.
2: It looks super interesting. Like uh, I'm the trailer did it for me. Like I'm a fan of the actress. Um, you just said her name, and it's escaping Sarah me right Paulson. now. The lead actor. yeah, Sarah Paulson. That's it. I'm a fan of her work. Um, so I, I, I'll definitely watch it. Like I'm super interested to see how it goes, and and how that that show really develops. That movie is. Um, but it's got me curious. I mean, it looks really dark and kind of twisted and has me asking a bunch of questions and assuming a bunch of, you know, things. So I definitely kind of want to check that out.
1: Yeah. And, um, the other thing that I, I wanted to mention of something I wanted to check out is there's these movies that were playing at TIFF, I believe this year, I want to say TIFF, um, that I remember people talking about that was done by, uh, the director, Steve McQueen, um, it's called Small Axe. And it's, I think there's five of these stories and each of them are like maybe an hour a piece, um, the collection of films. And the first one I think is called Mangrove and has uh, John Boyega in it. And um, it's it's like him living on uh, in London and talking about sort of life experiences through a, a, time, a period of time and um i've heard at least from the first two or three of these short film movies whatever you want to call them are all pretty good um and that's uh, on amazon prime and I, I definitely want to check that out at some point in time too
0: um yeah I, I was going to mention i did actually yes was last night i watched the new kevin hart special on netflix <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: Oh, yeah <laughs> would you think to watch that he tried to watch it <laughs> i've heard
1: i yeah. that's what i was gonna say i've heard somebody say they watched about 10 minutes of it and, and had to cut it off because it just wasn't good and I didn't even know the the concept of it that it was basically this thing that was being done of um him from home like because of COVID. I thought it was a, a legit type stand-up thing
0: yeah uh it was apparently i guess shot in his house and Mm -hmm. so yeah he's got people like in these kind of couches and it's kind of spread out in this big room in his scout in his house i guess that's the setup um i I did watch the whole thing but i get yeah i will say i didn't really laugh for a while (laughs) um But then there was a kind of a section of his routine that I found pretty funny. So it was hit or miss. Like, you know, there were parts of it I thought that kind of worked and a lot of it that really didn't. And then I found myself thinking, I'm like, wait, how much Kevin Hart like stand up have I actually watched? Like, I don't I actually haven't seen much of his stand up. So part of me is like, I don't know if I was, I was watching the early part of the routine thinking maybe is he just not my kind of comedian? Like, he seems like a great mm-hmm. guy. I don't have no problems with Kevin Hart. Just, I don't know. Maybe he's just not the kind of comedian I find funny, but, or maybe it was just this routine. I don't know, but overall it was okay.
2: Yeah. I've watched pretty much all of his stand ups and there are times I've found them like quite funny and like really, really enjoyable. And I 15, 20 minutes in, I was done. I was like, yeah, this is not yeah. great. I no, felt I like that. he was almost trying, to, I think he was almost trying to copy Chappelle's um, yeah. really quick one man show that he did after George Floyd's death but he's like, well, I'm going to do this in my house and it's like listen man, congratulations on your wealth and how rich you are but I don't necessarily need you to see you put on a show in your little makeshift you know, theater in your house that you know, can encompass my entire apartment building. Right. So, I'm just... That part
0: is a little weird. Like, at least the Chappelle thing is, like, it's outdoors on this land, I guess, that Chappelle owns. And... Yeah, You know, he was just in this kind of, like, I don't know, this modest pavilion thing he was standing in, I think, for that, for the Chappelle special. But this, you're right. I was watching this going, I feel like, are you just, like, wanting to show off your house? Yeah. (laughs) You know? That's really
2: what... what And I was not the only one, like I have a couple of friends that are really into, excuse me, really into comedy. And we talked about that part of me as well. And that's the first thing that they said too, is just like, Hey man, congratulations on how rich you are. And I'm happy that I can contribute to that being a fan, but I don't want to sit here and necessarily see how rich you are in your house. Right. Like this, is this is, I mean, great, man. Like, all of your kids and your second wife the second failed marriage or whatever you want to call it like i mean it's just like i don't know that's just kind of like my viewpoint on it so it's like i was just like you know what i'm not going to watch this i'm done i still enjoy some of the stuff his appearances in movies i'll probably watch the next jumanji when they get that started um, because they had left that second one with such a huge tag lead-in um, and I'll probably watch another movie that he comes out if I'm interested in it, um, which there's a high probability that I will. But as far as I'm consider, as I, as I consider like his stand up, I feel like the stand up has kind of run its course. He's just not really relatable or doesn't have very good stories anymore because he just is so disconnected from reality. If right. You, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, that was just one I thing. I did like his ever. last one. <laughs>
0: This is the last one you did like? And or? I,
2: yeah.
1: And I haven't watched a ton of his um, stand up either, honestly. I've seen maybe, including this last one that he did before this uh, current one on Netflix. I think I've maybe seen two others. So I've seen maybe a total of three of his. And um, yeah, I, I've enjoyed him so far. It just was not someone that I had, was on my radar in terms of watching their stand up. I was more. Familiar with him just from movies more so than his stand-up, but um, yeah, yeah I, I did enjoy those. So I, I will say that uh, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that his stand-up is my favorite in terms of him being out there with everyone else. But I, I but I enjoyed it, you know, from what, from what I did see it, and, and there was some true, really good um, belly laughs. I think I had in the last one that he had yeah uh, oh oh go ahead sorry go ahead
0: no i was gonna say i meant to mention earlier you were talking about um how i i I watch the crown and it's one of those shows that does seem like i only have so many that i go out of my way to actually keep up with Mm -hmm. and not fall behind on and it made me think about the fact that another show that i'm i'm been trying to continue to watch but i I, obviously it's just not doing it for me like the first season did and i think um... i know what
1: you're gonna say
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm wondering um i've been trying to watch haunting Haunting a Bly manor (laughs) um (laughs) and i don't know i just every time i watch an episode i'm like "Mm, okay (laughs) like i don't know it just isn't i loved that first season i thought it was so solid and then he went on to direct that uh, Doctor Sleep, which I thought was great. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but this is not doing it for me so far. I don't hate it; it's fine. It's it's interesting enough, I guess is the best way to put it. But
1: probably just wasn't what you were looking for out of this second season. No,
0: at least not yet. I don't know. I I'll be yeah. honest; I haven't really read or gone on my way to look into like any like critical reaction to it. I don't really know how it's been received by anyone else. But seems to
1: be more mixed, I yeah. would say in a fair mix and, and, and even the people who are not um, loving it, they don't really have anything bad to say about it per se. I, guess, I think it might have also been a level of expectations with them as well. Um, I mean, because I didn't really hear them saying anything terrible about the season uh yeah so i think that the way it seems to be getting described is that it's more of a um what do you call it um gothic horror uh gothic romance kind of
0: um
1: season more so than like how last season was just more straight up horror
0: yeah yeah i could see that i mean i've only seen i mean i'm trying to think of even how many episodes i've watched three three or four anyway yeah it's obviously i'm not as interested in it just by how i'm like "Eh, i guess i'll watch another one i mean i'll admit to my my attention lately has been very distracted by gaming (laughs) but um and then the crown because right now it's like okay if i'm gonna watch something i'm watching another episode of the crown like i've been almost watching at least one episode of that a night but with a couple misses here and there
1: Anyway, I can't remember. Did you, cause you know, sometimes what we talk about offline blends in and bleeds into what we talk about online. Did you mention that you had PS five and Xbox series X on, uh, on the podcast
2: or the no,
0: show? no, I don't think I've talked about it. Uh, oh. yeah. David,
2: I, Do you have a PS five? I do. Oh shit, man. That's awesome.
0: Um, Yeah. I got lucky with the Mm -hmm. pre-orders. Um, in my case, I, I mean, I was trying various, uh, retailers, those, those different for the pre-order periods for what PS5 and for Xbox. And both times they worked out for me with Walmart, (laughs) Walmart. It did, you know, to recap, I think I told this story once before, but to recap, like, I mean, I, I just, had to stick with it even though it would Walmart I remember would react to like oh we're out but I could I could it, but it wouldn't remove it from my cart it was weird and I was like I'm going to keep trying and I just kept trying and eventually it let me buy it and then same thing with the Xbox when they did that and and the Xbox at first I wasn't even like necessarily going to get and I'll be honest I think I just got kind of caught up in oh maybe I'll try and then once I was able to get one I'm like I guess I'm going to get this <laughs> Like, and then I was like, did I need to buy that? Like, um,
1: <laughs>
0: but it's funny, I've actually played the Xbox more than I have the PS5, mainly because I think I've been more caught up in a game or two on there right now than I have with anything on the PS5 right now. Nothing against the PS5. Because I, sure. I my quick take of the two is that yeah I mean, having never had an Xbox console before, I guess I should say this I haven't this is my first Xbox console um, but still the Xbox just feels like an upgraded machine. It's like, hey you, you want to upgrade the computer and this is a more upgraded computer It's really all it seems like. but the PS5 does feel like more of a like a new experience mainly with that controller, man, like the, the dual sense controller is, is pretty interesting. It's, it's pretty awesome. Like just the mm-hmm. amount of like haptic kind of feedback you get from it is, is pretty cool. And I have played a you know lot. I love of the, that? Oh, go ahead, Bobby.
1: Just when you talked about the controller, what I love about that is that, um, they created a game that it comes with the, the console, that was strictly made to showcase the controller and, and how developers and game, you know, game developers can incorporate those into their games if mm-hmm. they kind of uh, so, so choose to do so. And from what I hear from people that the game is pretty fun and, and really does do a good job of showcasing what all the DualSense controller is capable of doing.
0: It is. That's what I was just going to say. Like, if I, the thing I've played the most on the PS5 is it's, it's called Astro's Playroom, I think. And mm-hmm. it's, you can tell it is purely designed in a way to show off that controller and he, where at the different surfaces he's walking on or walking through, like mud or anything or wind, like you feel everything in that controller. And,. And yeah, and it's, and I remember hearing about it before the, the console, uh, you know, officially dropped and, you know, there were obviously reviewers out there who already had like review units and they would talk about it and kind of regard to it being a, a, a game designed to show off the controller. So I just kind of expected it to just be a little thing that was just like, okay, it's just going to show off the controller or whatever. But yeah, the game is actually entertaining. Like my kids love playing that game and uh i like playing it uh i'm not done with it but it's fun because you're collecting all these like artifacts is what they call them but the game is also kind of celebrating playstation all the different generations of playstation so you collect all the like stuff from the ps for the first playstation the ps1 the ps2 the ps3 ps4 and all these different accessories and you have this room that they get all collected in and it's i don't know it's kind of cool like and it's nice to have a console that actually comes with a free game. <laughs> like, it just, I don't think that's really right. been a thing for a while. Um, no, it's it's kind of cool. The PS5 is amazing. I mean, again, like the fact that I've been playing the Xbox more is not like m- my way of saying, oh, I think it's better. Though I think the Xbox is great too. I, I'm a fan so far. And so far, I've been using the Xbox as kind of the streaming service device. Since I think I think right now it has Apple TV or sorry um, YouTube TV, but I don't think the PS5 does, right?
1: Right, I think they let go of it. I think maybe they had it at one point in time and then they kind of let go of it. If I'm not mistaken,
0: and I think that's really the only service that I use that you know the PS5 one of one of the two devices doesn't have. So I'm like, okay, well then I'll use the Xbox for everything streaming wise. But uh, yeah, I've been playing Gears 5 a lot on the Xbox, and that's uh, no, fun. I, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that the past couple weeks, so that's definitely had a lot of my attention. <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are jealous, David, because <laughs> not only did you get one next-gen yeah. gaming system, you got two. And it's not like you're, you know, it's, yeah, it's not like David's a, a, you know, a social media influencer and he just got hooked up with him or anything. He just got it through old, old, the old college trial. Lucky.
0: And I, I feel (laughs) weird almost. And I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't have both of these. (laughs)
2: Like this isn't right. You're doing something wrong. Like, this is wrong. Like, like okay, be Michelle was, okay.
0: I don't, I forget exactly how it was worded. She was showing me some meme that was kind of something, it was something along the lines of, like, parents being like, those adults out there who got a PS5 should feel bad that there's going to be a kid somewhere who's not going to be able to open one on Christmas morning. And it's, like, a typical kind of meme reaction of, like, I don't give a fuck about your kids or something. I don't know. <laughs> but,
2: uh, <laughs> but you just look at them as like... Yeah, I, I don't care. I just don't, right? I just, I'm over I don't here. Don't.
1: Well, I can, I, I got to use one I can sell you for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. 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 I got a PS4 here. David's over,
2: David's over in his house and he's turning things on <laughs> and go and all you hear is PlayStation. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> uh, pardon me. I'm going to go play Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> By the way,
1: you say that, and um, I just recently picked up a PS4 myself, and uh, a couple of people I told that I got one, they say, well, why don't you just pick up a PS5? And I was like, well, sort of like David, I hadn't owned a, a PlayStation, really. Um, I think I had maybe got the first PlayStation way after, you know, at one point, but didn't really play it. Uh, and so I um, picked up this PlayStation 4 because uh, there's a lot of current generation games that have been Um, praised a lot and i never had got a chance to play them so i was like well i can easily bide my time um, on a playstation 4 until i felt ready to get a ps5 and so uh, one of the games i picked up was last of us which uh just got a hbo series order um as to be turned into a series um, based on the video game and so i had known that that was sort of coming down the pipeline they had mentioned it before uh now it was more official but um i kind of wanted to see what all the fuss is about they're already on the second game and i'm just now playing the first so kind of want to get in on the ground level floor and really understand the the what's What's all the hype about with the series and stuff? So I've been playing that not very far into it, maybe maybe an hour or two's worth of uh, gaming into it. But I have been enjoying it and I can see really why it would be turned into a series because it does have uh, a cinematic sort of feel to it with the story and, and the way it looks and um, you know it, 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 it deals with zombies. so that's always seems to be ripe for material. And uh, the way this was handled, it it seems like it it definitely leans into it more so. Um, I haven't even gotten to some of the the aspects of what uh, makes the series what it is yet, obviously being only an hour or two in, but I'm enjoying it so far. And uh, yeah, um, the only other thing was that uh, the PS4 version of Miles Morales Spider-Man, as Yasha just mentioned, came out came out and uh got it today for my son not on my playstation but for his and he's got a chance to play a few minutes of it and this this thing it definitely seems like it needs to be played on a ps5 because um it seems like it's working the ps4 over time it was so loud Mm -hmm. the fans that when they kick in Mm -hmm. that it really seems like it was about to take off the tarmac i mean it just goes it's like so loud it's we had to turn the volume up so high just (laughs) to be able to hear it over the fans of the playstation 4 that it was just like man this thing is taxing this machine right now so i guess it is about time that they release some new systems to be able to take advantage of some of these newer games but uh, yeah, I mean, if you play played the original Spider-Man game, very similar other than the fact that you're using Miles' character and, and his uh, specific set of abilities and his story, and and, and seems pretty cool so far. So, uh, yeah, they definitely have um, some good stuff to show on, on the new PlayStation and even on the current generation of PlayStation 4.
0: Yeah, with, like, the Xbox, I like, I haven't bought any games on the Xbox yet. Cause I did Xbox game pass and mm-hmm. and it's been nice so far, especially like when you have two kids who are like unsure of the kind of stuff that they really want to play. And it's so easy to just go, Hey, we'll download this. Hey, we'll download this. Like, like and gear, you know, and they do have some relatively newer games in there. Like that's how I've been playing gears five. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's a game pass title and been great yeah
1: blue like, as well or no doom i think is a newer one too Oh,
0: was doom the, in there yeah, i didn't even realize yeah. that
1: yeah doom eternal the new one i think uh, okay. that just came out not too long ago.
0: nice
1: yeah yeah and i think one feature I, I i really appreciate about the new xbox having that obviously i don't have really experience with doing it is that uh there's i don't know what the limit is on it but you can have a lot of a lot of games that um you might be playing and left off at certain points. And it has this quick resume ability that you can just chop over from the last game you were playing and just jump right into where you last left off without like that loading and, you know, getting ready to play. So I I thought that was a really cool thing that uh, could definitely come in handy because a lot of times people were playing more than one game at one time. And, you know, they just like to be able to have that ability to just jump right back into where you left off.
0: Yeah, like it's. And, and this feels like such a kind of a first world problems thing to complain about. But like, yeah, when you, you know, I think back to the, you know, I was about to say, I think back to the PS4 days, but, um, <laughs> but when, play, you know, when I would play the PS4 and like, there's certain loading times on games that are just ridiculous. Like, I mean, I think I'd, whenever I'd play Fortnite on, on the PS4 and the load time of that game was just, oh my God, like this <laughs> bad. And now, like with these two new consoles, like just how quick it is to get in the game and it, it makes you a little, it just makes the decision a little easier when you're like, hey, what do I want to do right now? Hey, maybe I'll jump in and play a game. It's easy to just go, you know, what? I'll play around a Fortnite or a little bit of this, a little bit of that real, real quick. When, as opposed to if you had a console where it's like the load time is so long, it's like eh, I'm not going to bother unless I know I'm going to sit and play for a while. It's like eh, I'm not going to bother doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's what I've been up to mostly lately. Uh, it's about time to wrap. T- about time to wrap things up. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up before we go. No oh,
2: man. Uh, congratulations on your PS Five
0: thanks you should come over
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did like a soft search to see if like if it was just anywhere I can buy and it's like and there are a couple of websites but not necessarily the most reputable ones yeah. saying like oh yeah right. you can buy here and it's like um, and I'm like mm, I'm in no real rush to do this like it's not like I have any. like I'm not buying for a 10 year old you know kid or I'm not a big gamer either so it's like there's really no reason for me to do it yeah yeah
1: yeah um i did want to say there was one other thing that i want to try and watch sometime this week uh planned on trying to watch it this weekend didn't have a chance uh there's a new series that came out on disney plus called marvel 616 and it's an anthology uh documentary series that talks about like some of the characters and and where they came from and and the creators behind those characters and stuff like that, that seemed pretty interesting. And especially having to delve, it looks like into some of the newer characters that might have their own Disney plus shows at some point, Uh, it'd be good for other people out there to kind of learn about some of these characters
2: ahead of that. uh, You know, those releases. Nice. Um, Yeah. I did see that too. Kind of interested in watching that as well. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess with that, we are going to wrap things up. Uh, As always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening. Um, You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. If you are listening to this episode on YouTube, uh, please make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, feel free to leave a comment down below. And uh, you can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at flicker underscore effect. Uh, With that, I'm David Lott.
1: I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Yasha Wilson. Thanks for listening.